More V Show with Bob Valvano is now right here on ESPN 680 and 1057. V Show continuing on ESPN 680 1057. Very pleased to be joined now um, by Blake Alvey. Um, who is a Zonton firefighter and also, uh, so he's a local guy, um, and he will be competing on the LFA Legacy Fight Alliance 180 event at Broadbent Arena March 29th. Um, it'll be uh, it's brought, presented by uh, Louisville native Eddie Donaldson. Um, it is the city's largest ever MMA event, um, 6,600 seats at Broadbent Arena, and they hope to uh, fill that. It's going to be a lot of fun as MMA comes to uh, the city, and Blake joins us now. Blake, how are you, my friend? Doing good. So far, so good. Can't complain. How are you today? I'm doing well, man. Doing well. Uh, you are going to be competing on this card, and uh, you are also a uh, local firefighter. Uh, how did you get into MMA? Because uh, I mean, it, uh, I mean, I I've, I know who was it, Stipe, uh, who was a firefighter and got into uh, mm-hmm. yeah. you know is UFC is is he sort of a uh, a uh, hero to you? And what brought you from firefighting into mixed martial arts? Um, so I got into MMA when I was about fourteen. Um, did sports growing up, uh, just didn't really like anything in particular uh don't really like the repetitive nature of things you know i used to run marathons uh played football played basketball did your normal sports but uh, at around 14 i was introduced to mma and i just fell in love with it um just the ever-changing problem that you have to try to solve is uh kind of what made me bite and what made me stick with it um let's see let's see from there I got into firefighting uh, basically because of the same kind of principle. Firefighting is not a mundane task that you're repeating every day. Right. Um, it's something that every day poses a different challenge. You've got to be on your toes, and you've got to be able to not only create a strategy to solve the problem at hand, but also alter it because the only guarantee is that there is no guarantees and that you're going to have to change your plan to fit your current situation. So same thing that brought me into MMA is also kind of what has drawn me into firefighting. Now, it's interesting because, I mean, people find um, find solace in, in all kinds of activities. And, I mean, MMA is, is I, I def, I'm a big fan of MMA. I know Tanner, who sits across from me uh, on, on the board, is a massive fan as well. Um, it's it's not just a brutal sport. I mean, there is the brutality of it, but it's sort of like you said, a, a bit of a chess match that it's not just going out there and trying to hurt your opponent, but it's also trying to assess and adapt to what they're throwing at you. I mean, it really is. It's it's a very it, that that's it. It's a very physical chess match. But for you, it also kind of brings you uh, some mental health and some clarity as well. Is that right? Absolutely. Um... Like you were saying, it's not just a brutal kind of thing. Uh, Actually, I learned very early on that the more that you kind of go in there and just let the fire grow, is uh, the more you're likely to make the mistakes and uh, find yourself in a position that's not favorable. That's where really calming down, uh, letting things play out naturally instead of forcing things is where you find more control in the situation as opposed to just letting whatever happens, happens, and whoever lands the first good shot ends up winning. So, uh, yeah, that's definitely a lot more of a strategy thing than 
it would obviously look like to for the outside eye. Um, but yeah, same thing with you know firefighting. Like I said, it all kind of carries over on itself. And um, yeah, Blake, to piggyback off of Nick's question, uh, so you are a firefighter and an MMA MMA fighter. Uh, and to be honest with me, what is harder to fight, a fire or a person? Because I just watched your last fight against Darren Harden. You made easy work with that guy. He had an armbar submission 37 seconds into the fight. Uh, but, you know, fighting a fire or a person who was trained for a week slash months, what do you think is harder? I'd say because of the situation, I would say fighting a person is harder. Not because the challenge is any more difficult. I think the challenge of fighting a fire is more difficult. But for the sake of once you get in that cage, that door is locked and you have no other help. Obviously, you have your coach yelling at you, but whenever things get down into the nitty-gritty and you really start laying hands on each other and really start trying to hurt each other, nothing else matters except for that moment and that person that's right in front of you. And from that point forward, it is all what are you capable of and what answers do you have to this problem? As opposed to, say, for example, there's a structure fire, second floor is completely involved, yada, yada, I don't have the answer for this problem. I have a crew of guys and most likely another fire department that has met me on mutual aid, and we are all collectively coming up with a solution to this problem versus being locked in the cage and having your coach nearby. But honestly, you're in such a mental state of fight or flight that you can't really comprehend and listen to him in that moment. So I'd say that fighting a person is harder not based on the challenge itself, but based on the situation that it puts you in. Well, good answer there. Very, very good stuff there. Blake Alvey joins us right now. He's a uh, Zonton uh, firefighter and also is going to be competing on the LFA 180 fight card at Broadbent Arena, which is going to be uh, March 29th. Uh, gates will open at 5 p.m. and you can buy tickets at Ticketmaster.com. Uh, good stuff there. You can find out more information on the fighters as well. But uh, this LFA... Uh, which is the Legacy Fight Alliance, uh, got started a merger of two major uh, MMA organizations, and now it's sort of like the AAA, the top developmental MMA organization uh, in, in the country. Um, what can you tell us about the LFA and that these are uh, some up-and-coming guys that you might see on some uh, UFC pay-per-views in the future, right? Yeah. Um, I believe if I read what I read correctly, I believe the LFA is the number one company in producing UFC fighters. Yeah. I believe that as an organization alone, they have more UFC fighters as a byproduct to coming through them than any other single organization. Uh, that was actually a big reason that I took this fight. Uh, I got the news about the fight at kind of a busy time for me. Uh, I just got on at the fire department not too terribly long ago. And so I was finishing up my EMT certification. So I had oh, wow. no intentions on fighting, but because it was LFA and because it was probably eight or nine weeks out when I got the news, uh, I was able to just go ahead and bite down on my mouthpiece, so to speak, and just get what needed to be done, done. But if it wasn't LFA, I wouldn't be fighting the state. Blake, you being so a home. That oh. goes my bad. You can finish your thought. Just that goes to show how big of a deal and an opportunity this is for me that it changed what I wanted to do just because of the name LFA that was going to be behind it. Just to have my name associated with LFA was a big of enough of a deal for me to go ahead and just do something that 
I didn't exactly want to do being the time frame, but because it's LFA, we're going to make it happen. Well, I mean, I'm reading up about the LFA, uh, and I mean, it was it was uh, Legacy FC, which I'd heard of, and RFA, which I'd heard of. They merged together to form the L- the LFA. They had uh, they do monthly um, pay per views or, or, or cards. Um, cities like Atlanta, Minneapolis, Dallas, Denver, Phoenix, Las Vegas, Los Angeles. And I mean, Louisville uh, has has a good history with combat sports as well, whether it be boxing, MMA, um, or even wrestling. Um, but this organization also does some um, international events uh, in Brazil. And this stat here, uh, 260 LFA fighters have moved up to the UFC, which is the sport's top level. Um, I mean, that's that's pretty cool. Do you hope to, uh, is, is that the ultimate goal, to get to the UFC? Uh, so not only is that the ultimate goal, uh, that's something that I can't die without having accomplished. So yes, definitely being labeled as UFC champ, preferably the best that there ever was, but at the very least, I would got to have that gold wrapped around my waist before I die. That's definitely something that I kind of need in my life to be able to be satisfied with the life that I lived when it all comes to be said and done. Blake, you being a hometown kid from Louisville, known as the hometown of one of the greatest boxers, Muhammad Ali, and a UFC fighter, uh, heavyweight himself, uh, Dontel Mays, uh, hosting an event here in your hometown, not only uh, your hometown, but the city of such great history of combat sports. What is it? How does it feel to be like fighting here in your hometown now? Uh, it feels great, to be honest. Um, I'm used to fighting at home, and I'm used to having a crowd there, but just like I said, the name of LFA, this will obviously be the biggest stadium I've ever fought for. This will be the only production that I've fought for that's going to be on UFC Fight Pass. Uh, there's just a lot of things that make this fight my biggest fight to date. And from the feedback that I'm getting so far, the, the my support system is definitely going to show out big for this. So it makes it means a lot to me to be able to see not only how much it's able to impact me, but the motivation and excitement that I'm seeing in the people around me to watch me get this opportunity because they know I've been working for it, it it really makes it mean a lot more for me to see how much it inspires those around me. So it's a huge deal for me. Blake Alvey joining us now, uh, the local kid going to be fighting at uh, the LFA 180 event at Broadbent Arena. Again, that event is March 29th. Head to Ticketmaster.com for tickets um, and more information on the fighters. Uh, Blake, man, it was really great uh, catching or well meeting you, and I hope to catch up with you down the road. And best of luck. Uh, we're rooting for you, man. Uh, March 29th. Before you go, uh, and not 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 trying to give anybody any soundbite material. Um, or, or anything like that, but just can you tell us a little bit about uh, your opponent and, yeah, just any closing thoughts on the LFA event coming to March 29th? Um, my opponent, he's he's 2-0, and uh, so there's a big question mark by his name. You know, being uh, not having as many fights leaves a lot to be determined. Um, his last fight, he's coming off of, a, I believe, a first-round head kick knockout. He's a tall dude. He's six foot. So, you know, he, he poses some problems, but I'm more than confident that I'm going to be able to take the situation and uh, make out of it what I want from it. Um, also, just want to add, if you are going to get tickets, make sure you go to my Instagram at 502 underscore dot Blake. I have the link in my bio. Make sure you get that link. Make sure you get those tickets through that link through me so that way I can get credit for it. 
but yeah, that's about all that I know about my opponent. Him being two and zero leaves a big question mark. There's not really much that I know for certain on him. All right. Well, we uh, we wish you the best of luck. And one more time, uh, plug that where you can get uh, tickets um, on your Instagram because I want to make sure everybody heard that. Yep, the Instagram is five o two underscore dot Blake. That's five o two underscore dot B L A K E. The blue link right there in my bio. The first thing you'll see. Make sure you get the tickets through there. All right, awesome. And that event again. Uh, doors will open 5 p.m. on March 29th at Broadbent Arena. It's Legacy Fight Alliance LFA 180. Uh, Ticketmaster also has tickets available, and we will probably be giving away some of those as well on our uh, on our uh, airwaves. But yeah, definitely check out Blake's Instagram. Uh, he's, he has a link right there for you to buy tickets as well. So it should be a lot of fun. Uh, hosted by Louisville native Eddie Donaldson, uh, the largest ever MMA event coming to the city. And if uh, you know, if if no other reason to go, check out Blake. He's a local guy, a local firefighter. And uh, yeah, we're rooting for you, man. Best of luck, uh, March 29th. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on. Don't hesitate to bring me back. This whole media thing's kind of fun. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you're good at it too, man. Yeah, you give good answers. So yeah, we, we will definitely catch up uh, in the future for sure. But best of luck, Blake. Yeah, good stuff there from uh, Blake Alvey. Um, yeah, hopefully we'll be hearing more of him, and hopefully we'll be seeing him in the UFC. That'd be uh, that'd be kind of cool. Um, this is this is the AAA event. Uh, AAA uh, for UFC, the LFA Legacy Fight Alliance. Um, 260 of these guys have already moved on to the UFC. So, um, kind of speaks volumes. And, and I mean, they, they have events all over the country. Um, you, you saw, you saw the list, uh, you heard the list of, uh, um, cities I mentioned, Atlanta, Minneapolis, Dallas, Denver, Phoenix, Las Vegas, um, Los Angeles. And I mean, MMA basically got its start in Brazil and they have events there as well. Um, and what better uh, spot to, to host an event than uh, Louisville, Kentucky? I mean, we have uh, our our own history of uh, a budding MMA scene here. Obviously, we had Muhammad Ali. A couple other heavyweight champions have come from Louisville as well. Um, I've seen what the city uh, does rallying around Carlos Dixon when it comes to boxing. It'd be nice if uh, you know Blake Alvey gets a little bit of love as well. And mixed martial arts. Um, this is how Louisville um, gets cool events, by the way. Um, it is what it is. I'm just going to get on a quick soapbox here. Um, I love this city to death. Absolutely. Um, I, I wish, uh, I, I remember watching the Tyson Danny Williams fight that happened at Freedom Hall. Um, I ordered it on pay per view. I didn't go to the actual event, but it was cool. I would love to see a city that is the home of uh, Muhammad Ali and does a great job, um, a great job uh, honoring him. Uh, with 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 the naming of the airport, with the signage around town, with the uh, international wonderful international, although it was somber event that was his uh, celebration of life that took place here with the Muhammad Ali Center downtown. I would love for a city that embraces its mo- arguably its most famous person um, to become a little bit more in the combat sport lexicon Ooh. i mean it's not it's never going to be las vegas it's never going to be new york i just want like a fight night here but a fight night here would be cool i feel like it could the be yum is perfect for it i mean atlantic city is a great is a great fight spot too but i would love 
for Louisville to kind of be part of that group. If you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I mean, all those places I just mentioned are meccas for boxing. Oh, but back in the day, you got me to those tickets for the WWE event, and it was an untelevised event, all that, and say what you want about the WWE. It's, it can be fake, so... No, and, it, it, but it's it's the same. But like I was just saying, like the crowd that was at that event, where you know Randy Orton does an RKO. Yeah, that's not happening in the UFC or the MMA world. But it was the excitement that the fans had that I was like, dude, get like get an MMA event going here at the Yum. It would be rock. No, I mean, it, it, no, of course, like uh, the uh, wrestling, WWE, TNA, AEW, all have come through here. They're all excellent events. They're entertainment. Though. Yes. Oh, uh, MMA and boxing are sports. And if you want to call wrestling and sports not, entertainment, and I am not taking anything away from wrestlers. I'm not taking anything away from WWE because I, I, we just talked about it on Rabo and Co. The, the injuries that they fight no, through. It, it, the, it, the people issues. that say it, it's it, it's fake, that's not completely true. It is scripted. It's scripted, but... But a lot of those injuries... Those injuries are uh, and A lot of those hits, a lot of those hits they're taking, yeah. they might know how to take them, but they're still taking the hits. Um, no, it, and it takes supreme athleticism, not taking anything away from them. But they get grouped together because I think the sanctioning bodies um, take care of both boxing and wrestling. And just from what I've heard, it bothers me because, once again, it is an instance of the city not being able to get out of its own way. You're the home of Muhammad Ali. You're the home of what was for the longest time AAA wrestling, OVW. And I mean, OVW is at it's 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 arguably its most popular thanks to the um, purchase of uh, OVW by KSR. So, I mean, you have a a big media outlet providing it some, um, you know, a little bit of a boost there and and some um, promotion and everything like that. But also they have a great docuseries right now on Netflix, Um, although OVW, I don't think is. It was the AAA for WWE. It was then the AAA for the second biggest wrestling company at that time in the country, and Impact Wrestling, also known as TNA. It's, it's um, Impact now, right, though? No, they, they rebranded to oh, TNA. I got you. Um, total nonstop action. Um, but uh, I think right now it's probably at its most, po- like, its most popular since at least moving away from those two major companies where you would see people – that had been on t- national television before, international television before, coming maybe coming back down to rehab an injury or you know start a new character, something along those lines. Um, it's definitely at its most popular. But the thing is, um, it's from what I've heard, boxing has Carlos Dixon, a local name that's an up and comer. Boxing has had a little bit of a resurgence lately. I feel like in the it's, heavyweight scene, the YouTubers are ruining it though. Yes and no, and that can be a whole summer topic. I know people don't care about yeah. um, our boxing takes. We're not Max Kellerman. <laughs> but I do feel like you and I as fans can speak to it a little bit. And just from knowing some people in the scene, there seems to be a bit of a schism between wrestling and boxing. And because of that, I think the governing bodies for them are similar, but they don't see I'm not saying one side's bad or one side's good or anything, but it seems from what I've heard that they butt heads a lot. And again, you have a city that has a great legacy of combat sports um, or sport, you know, great legacy for combat entertainment. You have OVW, an established developmental um, and now cult 
organization, you know, with a cult following. Um, you have, you're the home of Muhammad Ali. You're bringing now MMA events in there as well. It'd be, it'd be awesome to see some local guys, um, crack the, the UFC. I know a couple have. Dante um, Mays yeah. is my old, like, go-to always. Yeah. There, there, I, I, there's him. I think there's another one. Um, I think, I believe he used to work at one of the sports bars around here because I remember all of his, uh, former coworkers were watching him. There was a video of that, that when, um, when uh viral so uh, it but it bothers me because once again the city is getting in its own way and i feel like you this have a world-class arena um broadbent is a is a great spot for an event of this size which is the triple a of ufc six uh, six thousand six hundred seat arena is perfect for this type of event um there's pieces here there's a legacy here that could bring louisville to be a major player in at least some kind of uh, entertainment uh, besides just horse racing, besides just bourbon, besides just college basketball, all snark aside. And the state and the city are in their own way once again and not being a cohesive unit. Wrestling, uh, from what I've heard, uh, is you know kind of tricky with boxing. Boxing is kind of tricky with wrestling. They're not. And because of that, certain events have had a hard time getting off the ground. And it's just it's frustrating because once again, this city has something, has a legacy here that can build upon and maybe make it a national or even international. I mean, the sport like that, uh, combat sports have an international appeal to them. I mean, there's I mean, Eastern Europe dominated the heavyweight boxing scene for the better part of a decade. Um, Brazil and South America have a great lineage with with mixed martial arts. Um, I just it would be it'd be really cool if the city could become like I said the Russians are now dominating the MMA world yeah it yeah like yeah the yeah Dagestanians yeah the Dagestanians yeah Eastern is. Eastern Europe is now is really has a good foothold and in, uh, in mixed martial arts as well um, but I just God it would be so cool if like I said all those cities that are listed Vegas New York Atlantic City places that you know. Are, there's, there's a better than average chance they are hosting a UFC or a major boxing event. It'd be real cool if Louisville could host like Triple G or you know a Canelo fight here or Lomachenko awesome. or something yeah. like that. Just have that event at the Yum Center. It'd be really cool if if we could become part of that lexicon because we have Ali and and, and other and other people have come through here. It just it would it to me it'd be it's it's something we got that, a uh, Gracie jiu-jitsu school here too and yeah exactly Royce Gracie is one of the greatest MMA fighters of all time yeah right I mean he's one of the founding fathers of UFC yeah. like I mean it would be it just to me it just bothers me that again it's another another example of how this city um, can kind of get in the way of itself and but wh- this is a cool event going on what was on. the exact number of LFA guys that got to the UFC. 260 and LFA you, fighters have you, gotten to UFC. And you mentioned it's like a AAA. And like for the listeners, yeah, you're right. It's like a developmental league. But like and they might be like, eh, AAA, man, I don't know. No, but these but, guys these guys are good. But the names that I found that have fought through the LFA and a lot that I know you will know, Kamar Usman. Yeah. The Sugar Show, Sean O'Malley, who's now yep. the bantamweight champion. Right. Henry Cejudo, who's a triple time champion he had a gold medal in wrestling mm-hmm. for the u.s um i've heard he of all was, three of these guys. yeah he was the light flyweight and then went up to band i've weight. heard of all three of these guys and i'm a casual mma fan so brandon i feel moreno. like other other mma guys casual mma guys have heard of these yeah brandon too. moreno 
Brian Ortega, Derek Lewis, the famous My Balls Are Hot guy. That yeah, right. Classic. <laughs> uh, Pedro Munoz, Anthony Smith, Alex Pereira, who is now, I yep. think he's the interim light heavyweight champion right now, and he's be fighting um, Jamal Hill soon for the title. Uh, Macy Barber, and one of my most entertaining fighters that I like to watch, Kevin Holland. I love that guy. Corey Sandhagen. Holly Holm, Khalil, Roundtree. Oh, Holly Holm, the girl that basically ended Ronda Rousey's career. Yeah, she's done. <laughs> and uh, Mackenzie Dern. Yeah, so there are a lot of big names. I know there's probably a few that I missed. That so, Yeah, but I, I recognize more yeah. than half of those guys. Yeah, so, yeah and girls. These, this league, or this association, I guess you could say, is nothing to like breeze past. This, these, these guys are training hard. They're good fighters. They will get looks at. I'm... I don't think Dana White will be there, but I'm sure there will be UFC scouts that will be in Dana's ear being, hey. Well, there's a good chance someone on this card is going to be fighting yeah. for UFC. And hopefully it's our boy Blake at some I point. Would love That'd that. be cool. Local guy, good story. Um, for, for, well, not former, current firefighter. Um, I, I watched I, a few of his fights, and oh, he is. He's good? He's awesome, dude. He's got. He's more of a grappling kind of guy. He'll get you in the submissions, but. In the few fights that I got to watch, his striking is very good. He's got the power to knock out people at any moment, and I, and that's the thing. His opponent is uh, he's more of a kickboxer, I believe. But well, I, the, I expect it's coming Blake, off a kick knockout. So yeah, yeah. I yeah. expect Blake though to go to the ground, get him grappling, because that guy is like you said, he's six foot. Well, what him. weight class is Blake in? Blake's at a featherweight, so he's one forty five. Okay. But my research, the guy that he's fighting, his first fight because he's two and zero. His first fight was at flyweight. At 125, second fight was at bantamweight at 135. So now he's making, he's going up another weight class. So hopefully that's an advantage for our boy Blake. Yeah, um, but, who has consistently fought at yeah at 445 at 145. or 145. 145. 145 145 would be a story. Yeah. Butterbean. <laughs> yeah, right. Jeez. Uh, but no, I I fully expect Blake to take this guy to the ground because he has great gap, grappling and submissions. Uh, he's got two by the rear naked choke, one by an arm bar, and then. Like I said, he has the power. He has a, on his uh, tapology.com, he has a uh, win at the in the third round of a ref stoppage because of, I think it said too many strikes. So oh, wow. he was getting punches in, getting kicks in. Uh, I'm excited, though. I want to, I think I'm going to head out that way to see that no, I'd, event. I'd, I'd love to. Uh, I've if, been if, looking forward to going to an MMA event, and it's down the road from us. So Ticketmaster.com, uh, or ticket, where, t- where you can find tickets. We're hopefully going to be giving away some as well. It's March 29th um, at Broadbent Arena, Legacy Fight Alliance 180. Um, and go to uh, our boy Blake's Instagram He, if you want to buy tickets. Uh, 502.blake on Instagram, I believe, is the Instagram. He's got a link right there. You can buy them, and uh, you know that'll help out uh, a local guy as well. So uh, should be a lot of fun. Should be a great game, or great, uh, a, a great event. And, uh, yeah, hopefully I can get out there as well. I'd really, really like to um, because um, I like combat sports, combat events, and um, I want to be – I want to support um, that in this city because I, I, I do believe that this city – um, if it can get out of its own way, can can be a mecca for uh, combat sports, and that that'd be a cool thing to add to our legacy of bourbon and college basketball and horse racing and everything like that. It'd be cool if uh, Louisville could be associated. If you are the home of Muhammad Ali, along with some other heavyweight champions, um, you know it would be it'd be cool if you could be tied into the combat sports lexicon a little bit more. Um, 
So uh, we will take a bottom of the hour break here. Before we do, um, I want to remind everybody about our friends at um, Universal Windows Direct. Um, if you've been cold in your own home, do not suffer through one more winter in a cold and drafty home. Call my guys at Universal Windows Direct. Superspacer technology helps keep the edge of the glass warmer, holds the window seal longer, and makes the windows last up to five times longer than any other window system. So your windows from Universal perform better and last longer. Yuck, yuck. Plus, Universal backs it all up with a true lifetime warranty for as long as you own your home in 30 years to the next homeowner. Call Universal Windows Direct today, and they'll upgrade your next new windows to triple-pane glass for free. That's three layers of glass between you and the cold outside. Triple pane means extra protection from the elements, consistent temperature in your home, increased energy efficiency, and reduced heating and cooling costs, plus a quieter and more comfortable home. Schedule your free in-home estimate today, and for every two windows you buy, you get the next two free. That's a pretty good deal. Buy two, get two. Plus a free upgrade to triple pane glass, and they'll double your energy tax credit. Restrictions apply. Tell them we told you to call, and you'll get an additional $250 off your project. So just to reiterate there, guys, buy two windows, get two windows free, get a free upgrade to triple pane glass, and they'll double your energy tax credit. Yeah, there are restrictions, uh, but if you do... Uh, tell them that we sent you. You'll get an additional $250 off all of that stuff. So very cool stuff. For the last windows you'll ever need, go to universalwindowsdirect.com. Like us here at ESPN. Louisville, you'll be saying, I love my windows. All right, bottom of the hour break. Got some fun um, uh, Chris Russo sound I want to play to. Uh, play on the other side. This guy says, I think it was 502 underscore Blake. I think he said it was 502 dot Blake, right? Is that what he said, Tanner? I want to make sure it we was, got that it, right. You guys are both half right. It's 502 underscore dot Blake. Oh, okay. So, so 502 underscore, underscore dot. dot Blake. 502 underscore dot Blake. Break, uh, Blake Alvey's uh, Instagram handle. He's got the link there for your tickets for LFA uh, 180 happening at Broadbent Arena on March 29th. All right. You heard about Windows. You heard about the LFA event. You heard from our guy, Blake. We'll take a bottom of the hour break. Uh, play some Chris Russo sound. And uh, sprint to the finish line. It's Tanner Brutomesso. It's Nick Valvano in for Bobby V today on the V Show on ESPN 680-1057. More V Show with Bob Valvano is now right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Fisho going down the stretch here on a Thursday, ESPN 680, 105.7. Saw a cool video online of a uh, young uh, inter-Miami uh, fan rushing the field to go say hi to Lionel Messi, getting stopped by security, and then Messi, uh, you know, giving the kid a selfie and an autograph. Um, as the security guy was very uh, gentle with the kids. So, Surprised uh, he didn't complain like Filipowski. <laughs> so they cool. should be arrested. That 12-year-old should be in prison for life. <laughs> Sorry, I just channeled my inner J-Billis. It is. I mean, security did like kind of... I mean, they, they, they were super gentle with the kid. Uh, they pounced on him. Good work on them getting, uh, you know, because you never know. I mean, th- in this case, it was like a young 12-year-old fan. But it could be a crazy person. And they were Johnny on the spot when it came to him coming on the uh, the field. And Messi uh, took it in stride, as well as the uh, security guy who brought him over to meet Messi. That was very cool. 
Uh, I want to remind everybody um, that we uh, have a lot of friends here at ESPN Louisville, um, including our friends at the Bath Authority. If your bath or shower is cold, outdated, has mold and mildew or broken tiles, you got to call my friends at the Bath Authority. The Bath Authority provides the highest quality bathroom remodeling products, along with a world-class customer experience. Their modern, durable tubs and showers are designed with an exclusive high-tech polymer liner. What that means to you is it'll be low maintenance, resistant to mold and mildew, easy to clean, and last for decades. Plus, it comes with a lifetime warranty, walk-in tubs, replacement showers, tub-to-shower conversions, and much more. Every unit is custom-built. You pick the premium accents and accessories, including uh, uh, their safety features like low-profile showers, grab bars, and shower seats. All Bath Authority products are 100% made in the USA and can be installed in as little as one day by certified factory technicians call today and get a thousand dollars off a new shower or bath plus 36 months of interest-free financing you're their priority at the bath authority elevate your bathroom to a new level of luxury style and safety schedule your free in-home estimate today and get a thousand dollars off a new shower or bath plus 36 months of interest-free financing thebathauthority.com a better bath Awaits UPS Jobs text line 502-437-9680 if you want to be part of the show. Want to uh, talk about a little bit of the stuff coming your way um, tonight, Thursday. Uh, Louisville women's basketball against Florida State. They look to make sure they don't lose three in a row at home. Um, that'll be a, a first. Hopefully, I'm not putting the Maloki on them, but we'll see if U of L women can right the ship at home against Florida State. That'll be 7:30 on 93.9 The Ville, and I believe we also have. I want to. Um, I want to make sure I get this right, so I'm pulling up my girl Chrissy Banta's Twitter. I believe we have post game coverage of that game on 93.9 The Ville, but I want to make sure of that. Um, I think, uh, yeah. Um, after uh, tonight's U of L women's basketball game, uh, Chrissy Banta and Big Get Biggest Biscuit will have uh, post game coverage, um, and they'll give you their analysis, and uh, they'll be taking your calls and texts. I believe that's courtesy of our friends at Noble Funk Brewing. They are not going to be doing a watch party at Noble Funk, although you should check Noble Funk out; it's awesome. Um, but they will be doing a post game show, um, Banta and Biscuit. Chrissy Banta and Biggest Biscuit after tonight's U of L women's uh, basketball hosting of Florida State. Again, that's 730 can be heard over on 93.9 The Ville. Uh, ESPN 680-1057 will have you covered with some NBA action tonight. Nuggets and Heat, 930 on ESPN 680-1057. Might be a good one for a, uh, a Santa Claus bet. I'm going to look at that one. And see what we have on uh, on um, yeah we'll uh, we'll have to check out so Tanner we got I'm doing this on the fly you and I are going to have to give um, some Santa Claus bets to wrap up the show for sure um, but what else do we have on our airwaves um, oh yeah Louisville uh, we're the home for Louisville men's basketball as well um, and uh, we will have. Uh, coverage on Saturday at 8 p.m. as they host Syracuse or Alex. Uh, our white network coverage will begin at 6.30 after the broadcast. Tune into the Coors Light postgame show with one Taylor Lynch. Saturday also has Victory Formation Sports Show with Jeff Leitze uh, from 10 a.m. to 11 on 93.9 The Ville. The High School Hour brought to you by the Cutter Group will be 10 to 11 on ESPN 680-1057. And I think I covered... Oh, I completely forgot to mention this. I apologize. Uh, Friday, 
Uh, a nice new addition to our lineup. Kentucky Racing Spotlight with R- Louis Rabot, 6 p.m. on ESPN 680-1057, presented by the Kentucky HBPA. And might as well wrap it up. Sunday, uh, Mavericks and 76ers, 12.30, right here on ESPN 680-1057. Louisville women's basketball uh, on the road at Notre Dame, 130 on 93.9 The Ville. So there you go. I covered everything on the promo sheet there, did my due diligence, all of that on ESPN Louisville. Uh, ESPN 680-1057, as well as 93.9 The Ville. Uh, let's see here. Come on, the commercials are out of control. I have to listen to six minutes of them, come back and listen to you read more of them. Okay, full disclosure, not on Tanner, but your boy, I'm doing double duty today. I am, I'm running um, the drive, or not the drive, uh, Tanner's running the drive. Um, Tanner's on triple duty today. God bless him. Uh, I'm on double duty straight out of vacation. Um, I'm running, uh, the round table with round daddy, which comes up to you in about, uh, 10 minutes here on ESPN 680-1057. Um, so your boy needed a refill of tea. I'm on a green key, a green tea kick. And so I told Tanner to pad a little bit. Uh, Tanner, this texter's mad that we had a long commercial break. And so I didn't want them to think that was you or the station shilling. Finger point back Finger to Nick. Finger point back to Nick. I take. I, I, I bend the knee to you, to, uh, texter. I was getting some, uh, some tea. It took me a little while to brew it, so I needed an extra... Um, I needed an extra minute or two uh, there. So sorry about that. Uh, but we did have a soundbite I wanted to play. Um, as we wrap up the show, Chris Russo was on first take. Uh, the Mad Dog was giving his list of the toughest sports to play. I tried to trim this down to about a three-minute bite, so go ahead and play it, Tanner. This is an impossible sport to play because it's a, it requires finesse and ability to skate and all those things. Don't laugh. Curling. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I love Molly. I don't even know what that is. Oh, my God. That's when you play. Oh what Olympics? even is that? No. I'm surprised Molly didn't know, but nice. point taken. Tennis is an impossible sport it's tough. to play. It's tough. The physicality, yeah. the bending, yeah. the gumby, yeah. get low. backhands, yeah. forehands, serve, running around in the heat. In the heat. Oh, in the heat. You don't see anybody out of shape playing tennis, okay? It didn't fully load, so it stopped it. Oh, you hate to see that. All right, well, basically, I'll, I'll do, do a synopsis of it. There's a lot of pageantry and fun, as always, on First Take with Molly, Stephen A., and uh, Mad Dog Russo. But his list was, I believe, in this order. Football was five. Curling was four. Tennis was three. Um, golf was two. And baseball was one. And I agreed for the most part with that. Um, Molly brought up a point. What about skiing? I think that that one... Definitely deserves um, a comment. However, on my list, I would definitely put two sports in there, um, and they would be boxing and ice hockey. And I know I'm yeah. being a little, uh, you know, a little biased, but I can't speak to all those other sports. I didn't play any sport at a really high level, but I did play hockey uh, at the club level, and I, and I feel like the thing about hockey is you have to learn an entire skill set just to be able to move. You know, you might not be inherently fast, you might not be inherently balanced or uh, agile, but you know how to walk and run. Um maybe not well, but you 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 mostly learn that naturally. And so therefore all sports where that's the mode of of, of transportation, your own two feet um on solid ground whether that be tennis, basketball, football, baseball, 
uh, you inherently know how to move. You have to learn an entire new skill set just to be able to move. Forget about the other uh, skills you need to learn, like puck handling, shooting, um, checking, and everything like that. Um, there's there's other things you need to learn in hockey, but you need to learn just the ability to move. Boxing, I feel like, and maybe I maybe mixed martial arts. I don't know. I mean, I I, I could see both of them going on the list. But the the amount of I, I I ran cross country in high school. I was not a good cross country runner, but um, I was in the best shape ever. I had the best coach ever. He's the current principal of Silver Creek High School, Al Eckert, tremendous coach. Um, but we had a tough tough re- uh, you know regiment. We would do basically a, a plyometric workout to start practice, then you know anywhere from a five to eleven mile run, and then usually uh, wrap that up with a fourteen mile bike ride. Your boy had cardio, is what I'm saying. And I remember messing around and boxing with my friends and huffing and puffing after three rounds. I can I I've done boxing workouts before. They are tremendous workouts. To be able to do that all while getting punched in the body and face, I think, speaks volumes of the physical and mental tough- toughness those guys have to endure. So that would be on my list. Do you put mixed martial arts above that? Because there's <sighs> same factors, but also so many other factors. See, the thing is... You could uh, break your arm just by the guy. And anyone who's ever wrestled also knows that is exhausting. I mean, absolutely the weight cut alone exhausting. Before the fight, yeah, the weight cut alone for both of those sports. I wanted to ask is, uh, Blake about that, but we, he was, you know, I just wanted to know, like, because my dad wrestled at Rutgers back in the day, back nice. in the eighties, and I always asked him. I was like, so he he claimed that he or he doesn't claim he he told me that he used to be in that one twenty five, one twenty six range when he wrestled. But I was like, so what did you walk around at? And he was like, oh, like. 145 150 and i was like oh my god like just shredding that weight alone is just insanity to me i mean like that's not a ton of weight for a guy my size but for a guy his size that is a tremendous amount of weight like that's 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 incredible um this texter says racing such as f1 and nascar i do think those 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 are worthy of uh consideration um I don't know which one's harder. I mean, to be in the heat of an, a NASCAR, uh, I mean, that takes tremendous uh, fortitude. And, I mean, you're going at tremendous speeds. F1, though, those cars are little rocket ships. And any, I mean, at least in NASCAR, you can bump a little bit. In F1, like any contact or an IndyCar, <laughs> I mean, they, they say that um, the those cars are on such rails that if by somehow, say you're the Flash and you can run alongside an Indy car, as an Indy car is going in, in, into a turn, if you're the Flash and you run alongside it and punch the back wing, that just that, that force alone, that 200 pounds of force or whatever that would be, alone is enough to spin this car out. That's how dialed in those cars are. So, I mean, that I, I don't know which one of those two is harder. I think they both have their own challenges in my just casual fandom of both of them. Um, but that, those those are uh, worthy of discussion. Uh, but I do think I'd put mixed martial arts, boxing, hockey all on there. Um, I think I got to put football on there just for the sheer physicality of it. Um, I, I th- those guys are just massive, massive human beings. Um, there is a lot of athleticism. I'd probably put that on there, and then I got to say baseball. I mean the, the 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 pitches that are coming in now 
are I, if someone if a pitcher buzzed my tower one time threw a fastball one time up and in I don't think I'd be able to blink in unison for a month um, and to be able to hit one of those like eighty mile eighty like ninety mile an hour sliders they have now I I just I. It's unbelievable. Did you see the video? It's one of the uh, barstool guys, Marty Mush or something. I think it's his name. Marty. Yeah, I know Marty. Yeah, That's Marty it. Mush. Yeah, yeah. Um, Trevor Bauer recently just getting. Let me close this door. No, no, no you're good. Keep going. I, I don't. Hear but Trevor right. Bauer, he has you know has faced some allegations the past two right, years that right. got him out of the MLB. So he's been like kind of being a content creator lately. Right. And so they did a video where Marty had like ten at bats in a simulation thing. Second at bat, Marty Mush gets a little blooper because they have a like a computer game going on. The oh yeah, simulation. Yeah. I, I know a little the thing. Blooper yeah, he probably over, did it with Eric Sim. I love he that did it. Guy. Did it over like first base, and he was like, "I did it. I got a hit on an MLB pitcher." And like Trevor Bauer, if you know him, very very serious man. He was not. Oh yeah, like not, letting not up stuck. on him. It was a very interesting video to watch. I highly suggest anyone. Look that up real quick. Um, Want to give a quick shout out as well before we get out of here to our friends at Five Star. Um, Five Star dropping off some pimento and cheese sandwiches. So very excited about that. We talked about uh, great great hidden spots to find food. Uh, the uh, the digital uh, content uh, person. She uh, she's uh, the digital content girlfriend, I believe. Um, mentioned that uh, she was listening and brought by some great stuff. So shout out to our friends at Five Star. Um, very excited to try that pimento cheese sandwich. Um, and they got a lot of locations here in Louisville. So uh, swing by um, your, your closest five-star convenience store um, and get one of those uh, pimento cheese sandwiches that Tanner and I are going to enjoy um, as uh, we wrap up the show here. So thank you for listening, Pops. Should be back. Rem- a reminder tomorrow, him and Paul Rogers scheduled for Fast Break Friday presented by AL81. Rex Chapman will join at the top of the show at noon to talk about his new book, some juicy stuff in that one, so that'll be appointment listening. We hope to see you then. The Roundtable with Round Daddy's next.